0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 52 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. They offer supplements designed to give you the most value for your dollars. Visit them at kppusa.com. On the show this week is Isabel Verth, and also we're joined by our young writer, Isabel Liebler.
2: When I will come to Kentucky, Frederick will come to uh, Kentucky as well. I will try to, uh, to teach him a bit of English.
1: This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky.
2: And I'm Mary Lordson in Harvard,
3: Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show.
1: Hi Mary. You know, Harvard, Massachusetts sounds like a very distinguished address to be calling from. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a beautiful place, I must say, especially here in the spring. It's it's just a great place to be, and it's full of equestrians too, so it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Well, I'd imagine uh, you're always glad to see the spring up in Massachusetts because you have a hard winter up there, don't you?
3: Oh, that's for sure. So it's always nice if you if you're able to escape from uh, to Florida for the winter months because it it can be tough here.
1: Well, I'm delighted to have you back. Thank you so much for coming back, Mary. We had fun last time, and I hope you'll have fun again this time because we've got some in, in, a new segment that we're going to introduce that you're going to tell everybody about a little bit later on in the show. Um, mm-hmm. But you've also been having some fun since you were last on the show. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> this mystery photo shoot that you were involved in. <laughs> okay. I
3: don't know how much of a mystery it really is, but I um, had a uh, photo shoot here at Cadence Farm with a few of my equine friends, um, Ultimate Magazine, which is a traveling and fashion magazine, came to my home, and uh, we did some very uh, different sort of photos with my horses, something that I had never done before. Um, it was all about being really fashion-forward, um, almost Lady Gaga-inspired sort of clothes. And, um, yeah, I posed on my horse, Rosignol. Bare back and backwards in some crazy clothes and it was definitely <laughs> a new experience for the both of us and uh also did some shots with um my mare windsor and our little miniature horse so we have some really
2: neat shots from the shoot it was it was a blast
1: well it sounds like a combination of lady gaga and lady godiva
3: then if you were backwards <laughs> <with Sonia.
2: laughs> yeah you could definitely say that
3: there was hair extensions <laughs> involved, so there, it was Lady Lady Godiva as well.
1: <laughs> what a lot of fun! So, what did your horse think? to you, uh, you know, uh, well, those different not only the different positions, but but the clothes, the the, the, the costumes that you had to wear was yeah, it a little bit it short?
2: He was definitely a bit shocked,
3: but I was surprised how composed he remained throughout the whole thing. He did get a bit frustrated, but we caught some neat shots of him with his you know front leg in the air because you know it looked like it was on purpose, but he was definitely just wanted to, just wanted to wrap it up. He was getting a bit frustrated having um these bright like uh, scarves flowing all over the place in his face and he he but he bared with it pretty well.
1: Well, what fun. And so where can we see these photos? Where will they be published? These
3: photos will be in Ultimate Magazine, um, and uh, they also have a website. I, I can't tell you the exact website because I don't know it off the top of my head, but they should be coming into the June issue.
1: Right, so, oh, so coming up fairly shortly then now, will you put a yeah. link on your website will you tweet about it, I know you're of a happy course. tweeter
3: <laughs> As soon as I have the edited photos I will be posting them on my on my Twitter account, there's no doubt
1: Oh, good for you, good for you, well it sounds like you would be a very good candidate for our new show here on the Horse Radio Network which is about tack and habit because uh, mm-hmm. I can imagine you, in your, you know, in your new habit now, which is this Lady Godiva slash Lady Gaga <laughs> uh, habit and um, and some pretty fancy tack as well. So um, I thought that was that, that, you'd be a nice fit. I think I think we ought to tell our <laughs> friends over there, Glenn and Helena, about you and, uh, to, and tell them to look out for the photos too. So, yeah,
3: oh, that would be great.
1: Well, before we go any further, we are going to hear from Glenn and Helena about this brand new Tack and Habit show. So uh, let, let's hear all about it because it sounds like a lot of fun.
0: This is Glenda Geek from the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. And this is
3: Helena B. from the Stable Scoop Radio Show.
0: Well, Helena and I have a very exciting announcement to make on all of our other shows here at the Horse Radio Network, which is becoming quite a collection. Yeah, we're packing them in. And we're adding one, and that's where Helena and I come in. We get to do our second show, and we're so excited about it.
3: We are going to blab about, I mean, talk about tack and habits. All things, all gear, all equipment, all kinds of riding clothes, formerly known as habits. Um, We're going to pick some cool stuff and we're going to talk about it.
0: Every week, we're going to come to you with a show. It's going to be a short show, 20 minutes, half an hour, no longer than that, where we talk about a couple of new or old or items that we like that are out there on the market today. Helena and I both have a background in equestrian retail. We're sort of nerds that way. And we just love stuff. So we're going to be t- giving you our opinion, whether you want it or not, <laughs> on some of the new products coming out. And then we're going to just review like two new items every week. Helena's going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. And then uh, for the bigger of the two items every week, we're we're going to have the manufacturer on to talk about it so it's going to be a lot of fun entertaining light fluffy just like stable scoop not a lot of you know serious going on but you know we're gonna we're gonna hopefully give you some ideas of things you might want to buy in the future or things that you just totally want to stay away from
3: and especially things that save you time that's a big thing for me you know yes. like gadgets and gizmos and high-tech stuff coming into the barn to make life easier
0: and we've started the show. The first one is now live. You can find it at TAC T A C K and A N D Habit. H A B I T dot com. That's com. Helena did the logo. It is cute as the Dickens, and now probably my favorite logo on the entire network.
3: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: it's so cute. And it, it once you look at it, you just think of Helena and I because that fits our personalities to a T.
3: And that's pretty much what we look like. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: So stop on over to tackandhabit.com. Join us every week for a little fun and frivolity about your favorite tack items. And that could be stuff for the barn, stuff for you, stuff for your horse, bits and saddles, and who knows what. We're going to get into a little bit of everything every week here on the Horse Radio Network. See you next week at the store, Helena.
3: At the store. (laughs) Okay, bye.
1: Well, we want to wish them the best of luck with that. And I think, uh, you know, with uh, highlighting different tack and equipment and clothing and accessories, there's just so much in the horse world, isn't there, Mary? I can imagine it it would fill a show every week.
3: Oh, for sure. There's always new products coming out. And I think it's great to have them reviewed and get their names out there for people to see. Well,
1: I think think we should um, put a plug in here for, you know, the co-host to get some discounts over there, don't you think?
3: Oh, yeah,
1: that would be really nice. All right, well, we want to wish them the best of luck uh, over there at the Tuckin' Habit uh, radio show. Well... On the show here this week, as I said, we've got two very exciting guests. Isabel there, who we caught up again, who, uh, of course, since we last spoke to her, she had her little boy, Frederick, and she's back on the show scene in full regalia herself and very successfully at that. So I'm looking forward to uh, sharing that conversation with you a little bit later on in the show and also Mary's special guest beginning a new segment here on the Dressage Radio Show, our Young Rider segment. But before we get to all that, we just have a couple of items of news. This week, Mary. And of course, if you follow international dressage, you will know that that superstar, Morlands Tottilas, won yet again with a fantastic result. 88.45, Mary, in that Masters at the CDI Five Star in Munich. You know, the Equus Masters series, which has become very popular. And they just beat um, Adelinda Cornelensen with uh, Parzival, uh, on uh, just by five uh, points, 83.10. And Isabel Werth uh, came in third there. She said she was heading to Munich when we spoke to her the other day, and uh, she performed with Varumnik uh, and Hans, as she calls him, and they finished on 81.9. But incredible score, scores from Totilas again.
3: Yes, and it's amazing to see three scores in the 80s. It's just incredible.
1: It really is. You have to wonder, you know, how how much better can that horse get? You know, he had yeah. a fantastic uh, uh, spectator uh, gathering there. They, uh, The the crowds, were just, I mean, they actually had to uh, enhance the security there in Munich because of the crowds that were, you know, trying to get to this. I mean, of course, he's a stallion and he's uh, mm. being used as a stallion. So, I mean, he's a very precious commodity in many ways. But to, yeah. to draw those kind of crowds, I mean, one horse to address ah. our horse is fantastic isn't it
3: yeah it's, it's so great for our sport too and it's just amazing that this horse exists
1: <laughs> yes it. yes and you're right it is so good for the sport because it puts the focus back on the horse and you know we're always right. in danger I think with any equestrian sport of focusing too much on the rider when mm-hmm. you know and I think that is that has happened in some other sports that we've just kind of drifted away a little bit away from the horse and certainly yeah. in this sport uh you know with stars like Totiless you're really grabbing the the crowd's attention and people who maybe would not have noticed dressage before maybe new to the sport too
2: yeah yeah
1: so that was a fantastic result for them to be winning again and a great preparation, of course, as he gears up for the rest of the outdoor summer shows on his way to the World Equestrian Games. Um, I, I, it would be a brave person who would bet, bet against him for the freestyle at Wegg though, wouldn't it, Mary?
3: Oh, gosh, yeah. The, horses, the, the, the team, both Edward and Totales, are just unstoppable together.
1: They really are. And, of course, we we would love to keep those medals on this side of the pond. (laughs) But I think, uh, you know, we've got, I mean, the rest of the world really has got to do all the work to catch up with him. They're a big
3: threat, but it's an exciting threat to see.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. And I think uh, that stadium at the Kentucky Horse Park is going to be absolutely jam-packed when he comes in to do his freestyle in, uh, in the fall this year at the World Equestrian Games. Can't wait to see that. Well, before we get there, um, there's just one other uh, result that we we want to mention, and that was from the Hamburg CDI 3 Star, which took place this past weekend. Those of you who follow the show every week will know that my co-host, Catherine Adat, who was on the show last week, was heading to Hamburg with the Winnie and she finished second in the freestyle with him. That's her 10-year-old Hanoverian gelding. She was very excited about him and uh, came away with a great result. So I want to give a shout out to Catherine uh, for that result there in Hamburg last week. Very exciting for her. There's so, a horse did you know something about, Mary. You, you've watched him?
3: Yes, I've watched him only um, on YouTube, actually. But I mean, the horse is really incredible. He's <clears throat> Definitely a rising star, and um, it's another one to watch out for, I think.
1: Absolutely. Well, well done, Catherine, and uh, she'll be back on the show here in a week or two's time and tell us about that. Well, we're coming to uh, our guest this week, our first guest, I should say, Isabel Verth. But before we do, we're going to hear from our friends over at Kentucky Performance Products. So uh, don't go away. We'll be back in just a second to hear from Isabel.
0: Not every horse needs a supplement, and selecting the right supplement for your horse can be a science. Kentucky Performance Products simplifies your search for the right supplement, and they provide products that are scientifically developed to address the specific problems facing modern horses. Their website and customer service people can give you detailed information on each supplement, helping you find the right solution to your horse's problem. You can trust Kentucky Performance Products supplements to provide the ingredients you need in effective amounts so your horse gets the most out of each scoopful. Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, uh,
1: thanks again to all the team there at Kentucky Performance Products, Karen Isberg and uh, all her team at uh, Versailles in Kentucky, who are great supporters of all of our shows here on the Horse Radio Network. Thank you for that, Karen. And uh, we also uh, want to tell you that we've got another number of other shows that, uh, that KPP support as well. So look out for those here on the Horse Radio Network. Well, as I mentioned, uh, Isabel Wirth is our guest this week, our first guest, and I was able to catch up with her before she headed off to Munich to compete there this past weekend. And she, of course, uh, now has her hands full. If you follow the show, you'll remember that I had a conversation with her just before she gave birth to her son, Frederick. This was uh, back last year, the end of last year. And her life changed somewhat uh, once she gave birth to her first son And so uh, I said to her then, we must catch up with you when you get back in the saddle in the spring, when you begin your spring campaign and uh, see what life looks like now for you with uh, having uh, a baby in your arms as well as a very busy show schedule. So I uh, was very lucky to catch up with her and she very graciously gave some time to talk to us uh, uh, just the other day. So let's hear from Isabel and what she's up to this year. Hi, Isabel. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> great to have you back. And I know the last time we spoke, you were uh, on the verge of a major life-changing event—the birth of your son, Frederick. Tell us how it is.
2: Oh, it's it's really great. It's amazing, and it's um, yeah, outstanding feeling. And uh, Frederick is really great and uh, not trying and not difficult, and helps me a lot with uh, with uh, yeah with organizing. So it's. Uh, it's it's super. So
1: how do you fit him into your routine now? Has it changed your life completely, Isabel? Uh,
2: not completely but, you know, before Frederick, I wake up and everything started around the horses and now I wake up and everything uh, is around has to be organized around Frederick and uh, but, but it works really good because uh, he's very easy and uh, really a, a, a great child and a, a great baby uh, without any problems. Uh, I, um, yeah, I've crossed my fingers. And, um, yeah, I hope um, that it will go on like this and uh, so I have no problems to organize my normal day at home. Uh, because the the whole team is really super, and we, we I start a bit later than than before the birth, so I start at nine, around about nine with uh, with riding, and uh, Frederick is sleeping or he's uh, in the office with um, with with Mary and um, he's taking care of him and. Um, and then I ride my horses, and um, normally I I ride them to lunchtime, and uh, after lunch then maybe uh, uh, two, three more. So it's it's I'm I'm quite back and quite close to normal life, uh, normal life uh, what I had before Friday, but. Uh, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's just a question of organization. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: some riders say that once you have a child, it changes your priorities. And and some riders, if they are in jumping, of course, they become a little bit more cautious. Maybe as a dressage rider, you don't feel that, do you?
2: No, that's, that's not the, the question. I think it's not a question of, of a rider, uh, a, a child. The change your life and your priorities, of course. Uh, it, uh, this, the, the, the child is the most important um, person in your life now, and um, and, and you, you are responsible for, for a little baby, for a little human now, and so everything uh, else is, is behind uh, behind the baby, and um, that's, I think that's that changed. Um, and, um, other problems, uh, they look, uh, much more easy now. Um, and, um, but, but my riding is, is the same and, um, it's, it's, uh, there's nothing different. Um, I think I, with, when I started with my own, um, uh, stable here, I started with a bit more. Uh, responsibility. So, with, when I start with a, with a three years old, uh, I take the lunch before uh, instead of jumping on um, because I don't want to uh, to stop for for six weeks. Uh, it's impossible when you have your own uh, stable and a lot of shows uh, in your schedule. So, I think that's that's normal that you're a bit more careful. Uh, but uh, after Frederick, now nothing changed uh, that way. So, I'm
1: sure he's been to a few shows with you already.
2: To every show, <laughs> <laughs> to each show, I always say? Yeah, no, he's always with me, and uh, and right now he's uh, behind me, he's uh, laying on the on the ground, on his um, how do you say the uh, the and uh, uh, with with a lot of toys and and um, um, some things makes music, so he's he's quite busy with that at the moment.
1: <laughs> well, when you when you talk about your shows, I mean, you soon got back in the saddle, Isabel, and were um, riding fit, competition fit. And uh, I want to talk about two of your rising stars, Don Johnson and El Santo, because you had a great show with them in Mannheim recently.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm really pleased with them. At um, Santo, he he started the season with uh, with a bit of jump in a in a in a in, a, in a cold wa- water uh, with the World Cup qualifier in Göteborg, um, and um, he was I think six, six or six there, and uh, he did a great job. And now uh, he improved, a lot. he became more safe with all the exercises and uh, he improved in the muscles and in his impressions. So I was uh, really happy with him in the, in the, um, in, in the Grand Prix special in, in Mannheim. In the Grand Prix we had a uh, few, um, few mistakes still, but in the special it was really, really happy and it was really good. Um, and uh, Don Johnson, um, I started in, in Dortmund, um, in, in, in small tour with him, and the first competition was quite okay. The second competition, he was really um, not spooky, was uh, naughty. And, um, and, and then he was um, in, in Hünxe, his second uh, show. And there he was really good. He won the St. George and um, was second in his first intermediate one. So he improved now the last shows. And in Mannheim um, for this first outdoor season and outdoor show, it, he was uh, quite serious uh, already and, and good in the qualification. So I was, um, I was really happy with both young horses.
1: Well, El Santo uh, has a, had a lot of praise for his uh, beautiful PFs already, Isabel. Um, where did you find this horse? Tell us his story. How long have you been riding him?
2: Um, we bought him as a four years old in uh, in Uh, in Dickhard. uh Dickhard here is a sales station of uh, the um, our region here. Um, and from our breeding region. And, uh, so it's a, it's a great, um, opportunity for the breeders, um, to bring the horses there. They ride the horses, they sail the horses. So, um, and because of that, it's, it's always a good, um, chance to find an interesting young horse there and um, so in, in time by time I go there and have a look and uh, that was um, one of the, the times I were there and have had a look uh, for a good young one and I saw um, um, El Santo and I was really impressed um, about his long swing and his uh, very good uh, basics he had uh, and yes, and uh, that was the reason why we bought him, um, because I was quite sure that uh, he will become a good Grand Prix horse. You never know how good, but um, that was uh, I had when I saw the horse. So we bought the horse, and, um, and then, uh, step by step, he became more and more, um, yes, really, really... Uh, good and 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 serious. He was he's always uncomplicated. That's really impressive. Um, was polite and um, so he was in the young horses uh, uh, competition. He was successful and then he was in the young horses uh, and the the uh, uh tour. He was really successful and then already in the Grand Prix tour. He was from the beginning he was really successful. So. That that's not normal, maybe, but uh, he's really easy on that way and uh, very very talented for all the difficult things he has to carry himself. Uh, for for example, the pirouettes the ups. So I I I'm really in hope with the horse. Yeah.
1: And because he, the, both of these horses are just nine years old. And uh, Don Don Johnson, did you find him
2: in the same way? John Johnson is eight uh, uh, still, and um, um, this one um, was, um, yeah, he he was offered by a friend of us. Uh, He called us and said, yeah, I have a really interesting horse uh, here in my stable, so maybe you can have a look. Uh, But he's a bit naughty, so maybe this horse is not a a horse for for each rider. So we we, uh, had a look, and we were really, um, yeah, impressed. Uh, about his, um, yeah, his, his lightness and his elasticity. Uh Yes, he, he is really outstanding um, and spectacular, um, yeah, um, uh, movement. And, um, but the, the most uh, difficult thing is to get him really serious and concentrated. Um, and, uh, but now he's on a way and I hope that we can bring him in Grand Prix to the end of the year, because he's really talented for the PF Passage uh, as well. And I, he's, um, with the exercises of the Grand Prix, um, I think he's, yeah, he's quite close and quite ready.
1: Of course, you've got your other two main horses to campaign for the World Equestrian Team. Uh, what are the plans for them this year?
2: Um, the plan is uh, now to uh, go t- uh, to Munich with Hannes uh, and to start uh, the autumn season. And uh, the week after, there's Wiesbaden and I uh, plan to go with, uh, to compete with Setschmo. Yeah, and I try um, to qualify um, with, with, with both horses like uh, I've tried uh, the last years. And, uh, and then we see uh, which one is in the best uh, shape and um, yeah, and, uh, and um, concentration uh, for, for Kentucky. So um, I can be happy to have uh, two of these uh, and uh, great horses and uh, we'll see what happens during the season.
1: Wonderful. So you really have got four very good horses now. An, an exciting year for you and obviously to make the team again. How many horses do you have totally in, in your barn, in your stables now, Isabel, that you're riding every day?
2: Uh, we have around about 40 horses under the saddle. Uh, and uh, we are four, four and a half riders <laughs> uh, for, for, for yeah, uh, to ride the horses. And um, But they're from, from young, from Shri to, uh, to Apache, for example. He's the oldest, with, uh, with 17. And uh, we, um, yeah, that's our daily business. And we try to, um, to prepare the horses uh, then for our competition. Um, and uh, I think we have um, really some very interesting young ones behind the, the competition horses. Uh, and so that's... That's really our our passion. What what we really love, day by day, to uh, improve uh, the young ones uh, to competition horses.
1: Well, life goes on full speed for you then, uh, and even with with Frederick now. Um, it won't be long before he's running around and uh, asking you for a pony.
2: Yeah, but. If he would ask, I would be happy, of course. Uh, but, but maybe he will ask for, for, for a tractor, for a bicycle, so you never know. Maybe <laughs> he wants to play soccer. Uh, we will see, but um, that would be great, of course. Uh, the, so the pony is no problem.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun with him as he grows up. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you both. You'll bring him to Kentucky, I hope. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, when, good.
2: When I will come to Kentucky. Frederick will come to uh, Kentucky as well.
1: Perfect, perfect. Well, hopefully he'll be saying something by then, and we'll be able to talk to him too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will try to... Uh... To teach them a bit English, maybe hi or welcome or whatever. There you go.
1: <laughs> Perfect. All right, okay. Isabel, well, great to catch up with you again. And the best of luck with your campaign, Preparing for WEG. and We really look forward to seeing you over here in Kentucky later this year.
2: Thank you very much. And uh, it's really exciting uh, to prepare everything. And I hope we will see us uh, in Kentucky in the best way.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Isabel. Okay. Thank
2: you. Bye-bye, Chris.
1: Well, our thanks again to Isabel. Um, she's clearly up to an awful lot this year. As I said, she's got a very busy show, show schedule in the World Equestrian Games. Of course, it's front and centre. Um, and it's, it's all to play for, isn't it? You know, there was a time when the Germans were so dominant, but it, it's for some time now, it's been between the Dutch and the Germans. And, mm. But the Germans don't have the strength of the squad, do they, Mary? That the, obviously, the Dutch um, are just full steam ahead now. And the Germans, just uh, just a little bit short... Of a horse or two, aren't they?
3: Yeah, and it's very noticeable. The change has been very noticeable over the years, just how much stronger the Dutch team has become and that they really have these horses and riders that are constantly coming up the ranks and um, developing their team and really making them the top of the sport.
1: It really is. It's very exciting to watch. Uh, But we will be following them, as I said, as they uh, prepare their campaign getting closer and closer to the World Equestrian Games later this year. So thanks again to Isabel for taking time out of her busy schedule to talk to us. Well, we're going to take a break here to listen uh, to a PSA from our friend over at the Horse Radio Network, Glenn the Geek.
0: Glenn the Geek here, and we get many emails every week from people who really like the shows, and they ask how they can help support the Horse Radio Network. Well, you already do that by listening to the shows and by buying from all of our fantastic sponsors. And now you can add to that by supporting us directly and very easily. The next time you need something from Amazon, just go to any of our websites and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the page. And go on and buy your Amazon items. It won't cost you a penny more, just an extra click. But Amazon gives us a little bit back just because you clicked on the banner. Tell your family and friends to do the same thing. Every little bit helps us to keep giving you the quality equestrian programming that you have come to love. Thanks for listening.
1: Well, we're coming to our new segment, uh, Mary, that I'm really excited about this. And I'm thrilled that you're you know, able to uh, spend time with us and do this uh, when you're on the show. And, and I, I want you, uh, if you would, to tell our, our listeners what it is you have in mind with this new segment.
3: Sure. And I have to thank you, Chris, for allowing me to have this opportunity to have this segment on the show. Um, this is definitely something that I'm very passionate about. And it's going to be a Young Rider segment for the Dressage Radio Show where we'll have a young rider um, come on and uh, be a part of the show with us, and we will just ask them all sorts of fun questions, anything you want to know, and just spotlight these, these riders. Um, of course, you know, young riders are the future of our sport, so I think it's incredibly important to see what they're up to, and everybody always has a unique story and a, a different um, background. So it's, it's going to be a fun segment, and I'm very excited to host it.
1: So who do you have uh, in mind for our first segment uh, this, this week, Mary?
3: Well, for this week, we will have Isabel Liebler, who is a very well-accomplished young rider um, who has been competing in the pony classes for a number of years now, the FEI pony classes, and she also debuted in the Junior FEI junior um, levels this past year. Um, Isabel is an incredible rider and um, is also a great person and someone that I really feel that we we should take a good look at um, as a model for our young riders here in the U.S. Um, And she also has some very exciting news. She was recently selected um, to go over and compete in Germany, her first um, time competing internationally. Um, And she'll be going over um, competing two of her ponies um, in the Hagen, uh, competition and also training there for, um, I believe a month or so. So she's, she's up for an incredible experience and we're really looking forward to hearing about it. So I would like to introduce Isabel Liebler to the show. All right, Isabel, I'd love to introduce you to the new Young Riders segment on the Dressage radio show. And basically, the concept of this segment is really just to highlight young riders from all over the U.S. and abroad, and I couldn't think of a better first guest than you, especially with all the exciting news you have um, coming up with your big trip to Germany planned. So I'd love to just ask you a few general questions about your experience with horses. Um, the first being, <clears throat> could you tell us about your first encounter with horses? When when did you first Become hooked. Well, I first became really interested in horses because of my family, who, especially my mother, who was in um, the hunter business, which was, you know, totally just the total opposite of dressage. And um, you know, she had a couple of hunters. She had a little sales business, and I first came down to the Winter Equestrian Festival um, about ten years ago when I was five, and just. Saw dressage in a nearby ring and absolutely fell in love with it. And told my mom that that was what I wanted to do. And she was a little surprised and wasn't really <laughs> enthusiastic at first. You know, going I can from imagine hundreds dressage. Yeah, yeah, I, can yeah, it was, I can imagine a five-year-old saying that. A five-year-old saying they wanted to do dressage must have been pretty surprising for her to hear. Yeah, she she had, she'd never even seen it before, and she was just overwhelmed. But you know, she we eventually found Lyndon Gray, who was my first trainer, and. That's really how I became hooked. That's great. And how long did you work with Lyndon? I worked with Lyndon for about six years. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of a better start. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, I could not think of a better start getting into the dressage world than to be working with her. That's great. Um, Absolutely, yeah, she was wonderful. So, did you um, start with ponies? I know you're still working with your ponies now, but did you go right to having dressage ponies, or did you go into hunters at all? Well, um, before I started with London, I um, I did a little bit of riding. wasn't too serious about it, just a, a little hunter hack here and there. And but when I came to London, I really got serious about riding, and um, I but uh, I got my first massage pony who, um, who's now retired now. And, um, but that's really, I really started on ponies just because, you know, I'm, I'm a very small person and, you know, at 15 and even, I was even smaller <laughs> five and of course, and so I just needed, I couldn't go right to a horse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. so right now, which ponies do you have? I have, um, my two German riding ponies, Depardieu and Going West, mm-hmm. and um, I've been competing SEI ponies with them for um, since I was 12, so about three years. Oh, wow. And did you find them here in the States? No, I found them in Germany. Oh, very <laughs> cool. So they're going to be going back to their homeland then in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, a week from Sunday. Wow. Yeah, so tell us about this trip that you have coming up and how it all started. Well, it really started um, this past winter when, I, you know, I had a pretty successful season with the Ponies at the CDIs here in Florida, and I, um, I submitted my scores just for the heck of it to um, the International Youth Festival in Hagen, and I was really surprised when they gave me an invite, and, you know, I was like, wow, but at the same time, I said, you know, how am I going to do this? It's, it's a lot to prepare. It, of course, it's expensive, and so... Um, I applied for some scholarships, and I ended up getting a scholarship from the Dersage Foundation, Michael Poolin Fund, and um, the D4K Scholarship. And um, my sponsor, Peak Performance, is giving me a little grant, too, which is fantastic. I'm really grateful for everything that they have done. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. So they, they selected you to take both ponies then, right? Yes, yes. Wow. <clears throat> so you have, this will be your first taste of competition then um, on the international scene in Germany then, I'm assuming. Yeah, it will be. I'm so excited. I'm totally psyched for all of this. It's my, yeah, it's my first time. That's incredible. And so you'll also be training. And and how long will you be there in total? Until... Um, well, let's see. I'll be training for two weeks before um, the big show. And then after the show, I'll be training for about another two weeks. And I should be there for about, um, the whole time should be about six weeks. Wow. That is an experience that you're going to have to come back and share with all of us here on the Dressage Radio. That's really, really fantastic that you're able to do this at such a young age, Isabel. Now what I'd like just to ask you is who is, this is a question that I'm hoping to ask every young rider that comes on the show because we all have our equestrian idols out there. And I would love to ask you who your idol is. In you know either in the equestrian world or just in the dressage world, someone that you really look up to and perhaps always have looked up to for inspiration in your writing. Yeah, well, you know I've, I always have to credit the people who've trained me. You know, Lendon and um, Cuny Page, who I trained with for a while, and of course my trainer now, Lars Peterson. But um, I, I've all, I've always looked up to Ashley Holzer just because of her whole style. It's just very quiet and. Um, positive, and I, I've really just tried to um, tried to hook myself into that style because I think it's really effective. It's, it's bold training, but in a really positive and um, just effective way, and i really just tried to learn from her and watch her this past season because it really, you know, she's fantastic, and she's so precise in the ring, and just her, her showmanship is really inspirational for me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and, and you are very fortunate that you've been able to watch her down in Florida. That's so nice that you can actually see her in action. Um, so another question I'd love to ask you um, is one piece of advice that you think you could hand on and pass on to other young riders that are pursuing the sport of dressage. Obviously, you've been in in the sport now for 10 solid years and have been to been exposed to the lots of um, very you know, enriching experiences. And so if you could just share one piece of advice that you could give to other young riders. Um, I mean, mostly just, just from my own experience is to just, just keep pushing through everything because with dressage, it is, I think it is the hardest equestrian sport just because mm. of the time it takes to, to make a horse, and it's frustrating because they're animals and you can't talk to them and they get sick or they go lame, or you're having a a roadblock with, you know, any kind of movement, and you don't, sometimes you don't really know what to do, and what I'm starting to learn now as a, as a developing young rider is to just be patient, and to wait it out, and to take your time, and relax about everything, because uh, training an animal, and becoming successful is, it's a, it's, it's something that happens over time, and not just in a couple months. It takes years and years, and I'm really starting to realize that now, which I never did at a young age because I was just so ambitious, and I really just was so determined. But now I, my biggest advice would just be to um, to just be patient and to relax because I've been there where I've been too determined or too pushy, and it has totally backfired just completely. And, you know, you just have to step back, take a break, reevaluate or even if you're having trouble in the ring one day with say your left half pass it's just not going well just to you know walk take a breather walk a couple times around the ring think about what you're doing how you're going to approach everything and then go back to it that's something that I've really learned and that I I really think is the most important part it's like everything that you can learn yeah, well, that's that's a fantastic piece of advice, Isabel, and um, definitely something that uh, us young riders need to live by because <clears throat> it's true. A lot of us get wrapped up, especially those who are in competition. You can become so wrapped up in, you know, pushing yourself and your horse to make that score, to get that of ribbon. Course. And yeah, um, it is very true that patience is is key with horses, and uh, yeah. especially it in really is. Yeah it really is especially with horses because they're just they're very sensitive animals and i think that sometimes when we train them we forget about that and i really i really try to remember that every time i go into the ring that they have feelings and they really they really want to learn with you and help you and yeah. work for you and i really try to get that relationship with them well, and it's very evident in your riding that you have had that patience with your horses, just given how well you've done with your ponies. And you also have a junior horse that you're working with as well this year. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Uh, Dreamlight, my mare. Oh, that's so cool. And this is going to be your second year doing juniors? Yes. Um, yep, my second year. I'm really excited. That's great. So uh, is the um, North American Young, uh, Young Rider Junior Championship something that you're working towards for 2010? Um, not this year. Uh, more next year I'm focusing on it because she's actually recovering from a, a case of pneumonia, which she got on a trailer coming down from back from Devon, which was just really unfortunate. So we're, we're letting her take her time and recovering, and she'll be back. Um, competing probably mid-summer, end of the summer. So, um, you know, we're, it's another thing where patience is key, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, mean, yeah. anyway,
3: it's going to be so frustrating. Yeah, well, it's the it's horses, about- as my trainer said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't forget that they're animals, too. Um, Well, Isabel, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will definitely be catching up with you and watching out for you as you go on your big trip overseas, and good luck to you and your ponies. Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me onto the show. It was great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. We hope you'll come back. Thank you very much, guys.
1: Well, that was great fun. I really, I really love this new segment, Mary, and, you know, so nice to hear from young riders with so much promise and, you know, so much enthusiasm to get started in the sport because you know, you know what it's like yourself. There are so many choices for young people now, so, much, so many choices. And, but to get this opportunity and, as you said earlier, to be able to, to travel overseas at such a young age, what a wonderful experience.
3: Yeah, and like you said, at such a young age, it really is a unique experience and something that I think she'll be able to share with a lot of other young riders and hopefully push them to um, you know, expand their dreams and, um, look to compete overseas themselves. And Isabel has been, you know, I believe she went straight into dressage. So it's, it, and she's been competing dressage. I've seen her at the shows since, since she was just a little, a little one. So it, it's really neat to see such a young person, person who's so passionate about dressage, um, at such a young age.
1: It certainly is. Well, I want to thank you again for that. And, uh... I I hope you'll come back in a a couple of weeks' time with another Yoke Rider for this segment.
3: Yes, I would love
1: to. Terrific. Terrific. Well, thank you, Mary. And um, I know you've uh, also got a great tip this week that you're going to share with our listeners about preventing dry and cracked hooves. You know, we're always looking for good ideas, and this sounds like a great tip.
3: Yes, this is actually something that I picked up while um, on my uh, while in training in Florida. I overheard a farrier talking to one of his clients, and he made a remark that um, one of the best times to apply um, hoof polish or conditioner is soon after um, hosing or bathing your horse when their hooves are still nice and wet. You want to apply the hoof polish or conditioner and it will lock in the moisture and prolong hydrated hooves and this works even better than just applying polishes to your horse's dry hoof. Um, and it's something you may want to do once or twice a week depending upon um, the climate that you and your horse live in um, you know especially in a drier climate you may have to do this more often but it's just that extra step of applying it when your horses are still wet it really helps and prolongs that hydration
1: well, that's a great tip. Thank you, Mary, for that. And <clears throat> I should remind you all that not only can you hear our tips here on the Dressage Radio Show, but also on Horse Tips Daily. A, a daily show with, which gives you brings you a tip, a different tip, it can be all kinds of things. Anything to, that, it, that interests us in the horse world, we like to include it here on the Horse Radio Network, so don't forget to check those out. And um, I also want to tell you about a very exciting giveaway, Mary, that this is really exciting. It's um, a brand new giveaway that we started last week on the Horse Radio Network uh, for a World Equestrian Games, a WEG commemorative medallions. Mm. And there, there are three, bronze, silver and gold, that you, uh, you can win and you just sign up. It doesn't cost anything to sign up. And uh, mm. Glenn is going to tell us a little bit more about it.
0: This is Glenn the Geek here for the Horse Radio Network, and we have a very special announcement of a new giveaway that we're doing, and we're very excited about this because it ties in with the World Equestrian Games. And I have with me now Chrissy Joy, who's actually been on the 2010 radio show before, to chat about this cool giveaway that we're doing. Hi, Chrissy.
3: Hi, Glenn. How are you?
0: Good. Now you were on the show with us, and you actually last summer were working as a intern over at the World Equestrian Games offices, and now you're with us uh, on the sh- on the air here today in a little different capacity.
3: Absolutely. I am coming from being an intern with the World Equestrian Games, and I'm um, back in Lexington as a part of the Bluegrass Medallions, which are the official medallions of the world equestrian games and they come in bronze silver and gold and they are beautiful and we are so happy to announce that we are doing a contest for a giveaway uh we're gonna have three lucky winners that will win uh whether it's bronze silver and gold you never know but um the exciting part is these are the highest quality they are the gold one is gorgeous it is .999 fine silver with 24 carats gold so it is definitely bling for the ring you're gonna want it that's for sure well
0: let's explain to people let's back up a little bit and and explain to people the medallions are like coins they look like coins they're not official currency that's why they're not called coins
3: yeah don't try to spend them <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they are they look like a coin and yeah. on one side it has the all tech fei uh logo that that uh what i call the flaming horse there And then on the other side, it has that logo as well, plus all the little logos of all the eight disciplines uh, for the games. So they're really pretty, and they they are the official medallions of the games. And, And medallions are collectible at Olympics, at all the Olympics, and at the World Equestrian Games, at all the big sporting events around the world. These medallions are a collector's item. People that attend these events, or even if they don't, want to collect the medallions, right?
3: Absolutely. The quality of these medallions is something that's going to last a lifetime. And this event, being so historical, the first time in the United States, these coins will only be available this year during the time of the games. It's pretty much the best thing you could do if you have a family member who possibly can't come. Um, These will last a lifetime and they come in a beautiful case and a certificate of authenticity. So it's really something special to hold on to. And it's handcrafted quality, so it's gorgeous.
0: I have seen them in person and they're very nice and what we're going to do here at the Horse Radio Network is we're going to have this exclusive giveaway of a gold a silver and a bronze so we'll, we'll have three different winners all you have to do is stop by Horse Radio Network and click on the giveaway banner on the page or any of our websites for any of our shows the banner will be there, you click on it and you, all you have to do is go register it's free, it's easy, there's no obligation and it doesn't matter whether you're coming to the games or not, you can win, win one one of these beautiful medallions. And, we're you know, we appreciate that uh, that Bluegrass Medallions is working with us on this giveaway and, and donating these items. It's over a $500 value, isn't it?
3: It is. It's over $500. And we are just so thrilled to be a part of the Horse Radio Network as well. Bluegrass Medallions um, recently just hooked up with the World of Pastoring Games, and we are just loving how excited everyone is. And we su- want to support our fans because you guys are pretty much... The foundation to how this event 's going to run and how everyone 's going to have a great time, so we are so thrilled to share our medallions with you and We hope you all you know sign up for the giveaway because it 's a great value it is over five hundred dollars, and you will not regret the quality of these items
0: all right, great. well, you can stop over to horseradionetwork dot com and you can sign up there and if you would like to buy one of these medallions, you can do so now at the at the uh, WEG store at the World Equestrian Games. You can go to their official site or you can go just to their, directly to their shopping site at WEG2010store.com. That's WEG2010store.com or you can go to their main site at alltechfeigames.com and you'll find the medallions in there that you can purchase. So, well, thank you very much, Chrissy, and thank you to Bluegrass Medallions for donating these items.
3: Absolutely. Everyone, go quick, sign up for the giveaway. It's going to be great and we hope to see you
1: at the World of Classroom Games this year. Well, uh, I think that sounds like we should be signing up. Do do you think you could do that anonymously? It doesn't say that the co-host can't
2: sign (laughs) up, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hopefully I could do that. That would be
1: a good idea all right well i also want to remind all of our listeners um, that if you're involved with a a group membership organization a u.s dressage federation group membership organization or any local dressage club we would love to hear from you here on the dressage radio show so just drop me a line chris at com, and tell me what club you're from and uh, and the activities that you uh, have going on at your club and a little bit about it and uh, come on here on the show and uh, tell everybody else. We'd love to hear from you. And I also want to mention, Mary, that we have this really exciting, I think I, I think I shared this with you, the Para Webathon that we're going to be hosting on the Horse yeah. Radio Network. Yes, on um, June the 8th, which is a Tuesday evening between 7 and 9 p.m. Eastern to raise both uh, funds and awareness for our para-equestrian athletes who will be bidding for a place on their team for the first ever World Equestrian Games for these para-equestrian athletes. So it's a very, very exciting initiative, and we'll have a lot of information more ready, available um, on our websites, on all the Horse Radio Network websites, and the number that you'll be able to call in between 7 and 9 p.m. This is a live show, Mary, and, uh, and I believe you're going to call in too. I sure am. That'd be wonderful. And, uh, you know, it's th- so exciting for these para-athletes to get the opportunity to compete on the world stage, you know, in front of all these other athletes from the other disciplines that, that you know, that's got to be so inspirational for them.
3: Yes. And they really deserve it, too. They need this recognition. And I think that this Webathon is one of the best, the best things you can do. And we really need to raise these funds for them.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll tell you more about that and the numbers that you can call you'll find on our website. As I said, it is a live event, so you'll be able to uh, watch it online, uh, not only on our websites, but on a number of websites around the world. And if you are interested in becoming an affiliate, that is to say to carry the the show, uh, the live show on your website, Uh, during that uh, two-hour period and just write to us Uh, you can write to glenn at horseradionetwork.com and uh, he will send you the code that you put on the website and promote that so people can go to your website also to watch the webathon on june the 8th tuesday june the 8th between 7 and 9 p.m eastern daylight time and I also want to uh, remind you all that if, you know, we're all about entertainment here on this uh, Dressage Radio show, Mary. And, you know, we're always looking for funny stories. So if you have any funny stories out there, and I think most people with horses do, don't they, Mary?
3: <laughs> yeah, you can't really be around horses and not have a funny story to share. they're always doing something silly
1: they are and you know it might be something that you didn't think was funny at the time but if you look back at it you think (laughs) well that was funny and you know it's something you never forget Yeah. so uh, we always as I say want to hear from you if you've got any funny stories to tell or anything that you think would be entertaining just let us know here and Mary's going to tell you uh, again how to contact us here at the Dressage Radio Show
3: that's right. You can contact us at, um, well, Chris, do you want me to share your email address? or? Is it Absolutely. Okay. Um, you can contact Chris at chris at horseradionetwork.com. And also visit us on the fan page and Twitter, which you can follow the Horse Radio and also Chris herself on, on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter as well, and my uh, Twitter name is Mary Dressage.
1: That's easy enough to remember. Mary Dressage or Horse Radio or Chris E. Stafford. And uh, you can also leave us a voicemail at two seven zero eight zero three zero zero two five. Lots of ways to reach us here on the Dressage Radio Show. I also want to thank our sponsors this week, um, as always, that make this show possible. So don't forget to support them as they support us. And, of course, our crew here at the Horse Radio Network, Glenn the Geek and Brian, who get this show out every week for your listening pleasure. And don't forget to check out our other show on the 2010 radio show, which is all about the World Equestrian Games. Glenn the Geek and Samantha Clark are co-hosts on that show, and this week they're going to be talking about bourbon tasting and their spotlight endurance rider, Cheryl Dell. So check that out. Bourbon tasting sounds like a good excuse to have a show, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Great idea. And so uh, tune into that and find out if they were actually doing the tasting while they were hosting the show. You'll soon find out.
3: That would make things interesting.
1: It would, wouldn't it? I think you'll probably find out by the end of the show how much tasting (laughs) they actually did. all right mary well we're just about running out of time here this week i want to thank you so much for joining us and bringing our new segment for the young rider segment and we look forward to your next edition here in a couple of weeks time and i'll be back here next week so until then
3: thanks for listening and remember to practice safe riding